welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Mark Sheeran and I will be talking today. Well, we're going to talk about the practice of counting abstinence days that people often get themselves into in recovery and, and why that is problematic. We wrote the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, and the Freedom Model for the Family to help people to learn how they can solve addiction and move on with their lives. We offer an incredible opportunity to work with us directly in private one-on-one classes. You can learn about all of our products at thefreedommodel.org. All right, so there was a post today in one of our groups by a friend, uh, Daniel, um, and he, he saw how somebody was really lamenting and struggling. You know, they'd had, uh, in the last 65 days, they had two relapses um, and, and how frustrating that can be for people when you're denying yourself, you're kind of white knuckling it and denying what you really want to be doing. Um, and, and then every once in a while you go do exactly what you want to do, but it feels like feels like something that happens out of your control when really it isn't yeah it feels like a failure yeah right you when you start when the when the basis of your substance use change is mindlessly counting days the act of counting days becomes everything Hmm. and um i made it through another day yeah and that's really I, I'm always sort of amazed if somebody actually reads the freedom model and then does that because our model is the opposite. Right. It couldn't be more the opposite. So I can only assume they didn't do that, you know, um, or they just skimmed through it and sort of. Well, did. I think he, he posted something he probably saw in another recovery group. That's my guess, that it wasn't somebody that was doing the freedom model, but it was just an example of of why that can be so problematic. But I want to just qualify something, and that is, you know, when you're first trying to make a change in the very beginning, when you first stop a heavy substance use habit, there is a certain period of time where you are denying yourself what you really want to do, especially if your preference, you know, you still see value in drinking or drugging heavily. Um, and, and you're, but the, the point is not to count every day and just, you know, white knuckle it through each day. The point would be to, um, move on, move to forward. move on and, and figure out how you can be happier without it. Yeah. So, so there's an, there is an easier way though. And I think that in the beginning, then having to deny yourself now there's, there's a couple of, there's a couple of things that happen. One is, um, you know, if you if you're denying yourself what you really want, if it becomes difficult, then what that that's a dead ringer for the fact that you still prefer it, right? You still have perceived benefits of the drug, and what those perceived benefits are, you need to really inventory and figure out. You know, do you think that it does magical things? And we've talked a lot about that in other podcasts, so I won't get too deep into that. But you do have to challenge those benefits. But let's say you've challenged the benefits, and to Michelle's point, you're still um, in the same environment, and you're in the same marriage, and you have the same job, and and all the cues of this drinking life that you've had for 20 years or this drugging life that you've had, been chasing drugs for 20 years – there's probably a lot of associations you have in your sure. environment, right? Now, AA would say to mindlessly 
you know, avoid all people, places, and things that remind you of the drug. Right, because the, triggers, which means change your entire life. Which Yeah, and run from the drug because the drug has this, this right. power over you. So, so that's in the last podcast we were talking about cues. You know, there's, there's, we're, we're, nobody's triggered to behave in any way, but there are reminders of your past. Sure. And associations, associations. Yeah. Reminders. You're just reminded of what you used to do, which was this all encompassing habit that you had for a while. So I think that, that to some degree you have to embrace the fact that you're going to have these cues. Uh, you can change some things in your life to make it a little easier. You know, if, if you drank at a bar every night, not going to the bar is probably helpful. Sure. Absolutely. I, I, you know, and denying yourself that really the attitude, you're not denying yourself only if you want to be at that bar more than anything else, then, then you're denying yourself. So it's an attitude here. Mm -hmm. The attitude is I'm not going to go to the bar because I want to go do something more preferential, something that I prefer more. Right. And I want to be with my children. I want to invest in my marriage and the hours that I would be at the bar, I want to invest it in some other direction and I can be happier. Can I be happier? I don't know if I can be happier. Right. And, and trying and experimenting a life of abstinence or, or moderate drinking or drugging is, is, is fun. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's, it's kind of shocking how productive you can be and how, how much better life can be without the drug in your life. Um, But you have to try that. Right, right. It's a matter of running the experiment, what Stephen calls uh, towards the end of our book, the happy experiment of figuring out, you know, how you can be happier um, and what you might like more. You know, it turned out I, you know, when I, when you stop drinking, like I drank every day for probably about six years. I mean, really every day, all day long for about six months. And, and so I was ready to take a break and everybody takes a break. Yeah, they do. You know, because you think I'd be happier getting some sleep or I'd be happier with my stomach not feeling so bad. Yeah. yeah, Not throwing up in the morning. Yep. So, so when I took that break, that was the perfect time for me to figure out, you know, how much do I really like this? And, and to, really without even knowing what I was doing to run the experiment of if I could be happier without it. Yeah, I think uh, there's, so I have notes here that I made before the show. And I I have a a word that's circled called mindlessly. When we don't really think about why we're counting the days, right? Right. That we're just going to count days. We're just going to, it's like a countdown before. It's an achievement. Yes, yes. Which is why you get a chip. Yeah. 30 days, 30 day chip, one year chip, all of that. Right. And, and you're not happier. You're just, that's such a, um, one dimensional goal. It's, I got a day of sobriety just today, you know? And I remember hearing that in meetings and how utterly flat that life is, you know, how, how just boring and dead you feel inside when your goal is to accumulate days of what right right. like what is the point you're accumulating pain yeah uh, deprivation i feel deprived of the one thing because you you're going forward mindlessly now what does mindful mean mindful would be i'm going to be mindful of 
are these are these uh, attractions to the drug real? Uh, is there real benefit in the magic I see in booze, or do I need to mind, mindlessly just deny myself this? Right. Um, I don't think you need to mindlessly go forward and count days feeling deprived and miserable. That sounds god awful, you yeah. know. It's and it is god awful. I've done it. Yeah, and then there's this idea when you have a lapse or when you when you return to heavy drinking, even if it's for a night. There's this idea that like every all the days you accumulated before that are null and void. Can I talk about that? Yeah. They are. Because the only thing you're collecting is days. Yes. Do you see, when the, the context of your life has been drawn down to this miserable, deprivating uh, achievement, this achievement. Right, it's the only achievement you're seeking. Yeah, you, you've, you've got your trophy, you got your coin, you hide your, you literally take pride in hiding from, from a drug. Hiding, hiding like a coward in the corner in a church basement. Um, I know what that's like. I did it in AA and I hated it. Yeah. I hated treatment. I hated the lifestyle. I hated the self-limiting nature of it. I hated how depressed people were. I hated how unhealthy it was sitting around smoking and drinking coffee, wishing I could get fucked up every day. Yeah. So so when, when people say they had, a, they had a slip or a relapse, well, of course, slip isn't disease talk, but relapse is disease talk. Um, either way, you you've accumulated this these little trophies called days that you've you know you're white knuckling you're gripping onto each day and then they cascade into not having those days and and that's you know if that's the way you want to live your life if that's your goal good luck to you i mean i couldn't live that one dimensional life right right well what i was going to say about that too is if the I'm going to elaborate on what Mark said, and, and that's, so that's your crowning achievement is you have these, you've strung together this succession of days abstinent, right? I don't even like to use the term sober because sober simply means not drunk. Um, I, I have been sober for <laughs> over 30 years, but I drink occasionally now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, so if that's your only, so that when you decide, when you decide, to have a drink, even if you don't get drunk, you decide to have a drink, then all of a sudden you feel like this utter failure. You feel like everything is lost when you've lost nothing. Right. But, but again, if your whole life is about the drink and about the power of, of drugs, it's everything, yeah. right? So you, you, to your point, you're coming from the perspective of the freedom model where a drink is meaningless to you. Exactly. Right? And it's not a failure because you've done exactly what you wanted to do. Right. And, and alcohol and drugs no longer have the deep meaning in your life that they once held. There's no meaning to a substance except for it's a substance. Right. It's, it's lifeless. It doesn't contain powerful agent, right? So So – when you drink again, it's meaningless. Mm -hmm. it, it because your life, the context of your life, isn't the framework of Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or a treatment center or a therapist telling you how to live. The context of your life is what did you do today? Did you love the people that you love? Did you go to work and kick ass? Did you go and attain a goal? Did yeah. you explore the world 
in all these very different ways. And then alcohol is just, or drugs is just a fucking tiny little piece of it. It's not, it's not this, it's not how you frame your life. It's no different than, did I have a glass of water today or a glass of milk or a cup of coffee or a donut? That's right. It's, it's relatively just as lifeless as everything that Michelle just mentioned. Yeah. So, so if you're mindlessly, if you're mindlessly just, uh, you know, counting days, know that that's, that's a, uh, it's a technique. It's a lifestyle. It's okay if that's what you want, but we're here to tell you, you don't have to do that. You can let go of whatever meager benefits you see in booze and drugs because they're meager. I don't, you know, I really don't care what people say. Objectively, they're meager. They, they, they don't solve problems that you think they're solving. They don't relieve depression. They don't take your anxieties away. They don't make past traumas go away. They don't make your relationships better. They, they, they tickle your body a little bit. They make you feel warm, fast, hot, slow, all physical sensations. That's it, mm-hmm. folks. That's it. It doesn't have this magic. If you think it has magic, you're always going to crave it and you're always going to live in a fantasy. And I just chose not to li- want to live in a fantasy anymore. Right, right. Well, it's that this whole concept of counting days has a lot to do with being in the recovery world. And, and what I tell people, I just actually have a new student that's starting with me next week on a, an FM, our fri- private instruction, Freedom Model Private Instruction, and we call it FMPI. Um, and, and she's been in recovery uh, from alcohol for four years. And, um, and I, I was like, oh, that's really, really interesting. And she's like, but you know, alcohol's not a problem for me anymore. And I'm like, then why would you identify yourself that way? Why would you want to identify yourself by a behavior that you did? Maybe you, you drank daily, drank excessively for a period, a very short, I said, well, you know, how long did you drink? Only for a few years, I drank heavily. So now you're four years into not drinking that way. Why would you still identify yourself that way? It yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Well, the truth is when people say those things, as you know, because we've been doing this for 30 years, um, they they really do identify with the drug. They they do. They say, oh, it's not a big deal, but they wouldn't be calling us. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Well, her her issue is other drugs now so <laughs> that were prescribed. I see. So she, so her preference changed from booze to opiates, (laughs) right, or whatever Xanax. Booze to amphetamines, which is a big switch, right? That is a big switch. (laughs) It's a new discovery. Well, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people in recovery now are being diagnosed as ADD. Um, What what a bullshit thing that is. I know. What a look at I I am the poster child for ADD, (laughs) but (laughs) but I do not want to live by a label. All's ADD is it means that you're really smart. Yep. And you think fast and you go from thing to thing to thing and you got to learn to control that little beast in your head going thing to thing to thing <laughs> like to thing. Focus. <laughs> focus, Mark. Focus. For the love of Christ, focus. I know. We both still struggle with that too, much to our spouse's dismay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Um, but I embrace my, my speed. I embrace mm-hmm. my. Uh, here's the deal when you're. ADD or ADHD, um, when you do learn to focus, 
you're a freaking machine. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you look at all the greats of societies uh, throughout the centuries, and they are the poster children of misbehavior, (laughs) of not fitting, of not fitting in the... the Not doing well in school. Yeah, of conforming. Most are dropouts by ninth to 10th grade. Yep. Um, it was a freaking miracle that I even got through high school and then college. College was... was... I did not get through college initially. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I don't even know how we got on well, that. Well, we got onto that because that, that's the other part of recovery now is... Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, people are, are, you know diagnosed first of all there's no such thing Let, let's let's clear the air there's no such thing as an addictive personality that's right um there's ev- no research proving any of that <laughs> none I, I, everybody builds habits that's human that's how we're made <laughs> that's how we work um so there's no such thing as a addic- addictive personality there's no such thing as an addictive drug that's right or substance or behavior um, no one behavior is more addicting than another. And no drug is more pleasurable than the other. It's all in the eye of the beholder. Yep. This is, this is all true, people. This is like research-based. And, and we've covered every piece of everything we have said in the, in the Freedom Model for Addictions book. So, and you can get your free copy. Let me give the plug right now. Yep, go ahead. You can get your free copy at thefreedommodel.org. Uh, and then when you uh, want to download the digital copy for free, you use coupon code FREEDOM100. That's the word FREEDOM and then 100 as one word at checkout and you'll get that book for free. Yeah. And and also the Freedom Model for the family if you yes. have a family member or something yes. like that. Yes, and if you're reading the Freedom Model, I highly recommend that you uh, have your anyone that's close to you um, read the Freedom Model for the family. I made it nice and short. You know, I know that family members aren't aren't going to spend the time to go through 460 pages. Um, so I, I pulled points out of the Freedom Model for Addictions that I that were most crucial, that I knew would be most helpful to families. And especially if you have decided, you know, if you've had a period of abstinence and you've decided you want to moderate, this can be very scary for your family. Um, you know, you, maybe you've been counting days for the last 10 years and all of a sudden you, you know, you say to your spouse, you know, I think I'd like a glass of wine. I mean, that can be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it can. So, um, so here's the deal. If uh, don't mindlessly count days, don't do it. It's unnecessary. Um, Uh, challenge what you like about the drug. Um, read chapters 17 through 20. Um, decide what self-image you want. I forget what the self-image chapters are. They, there's three eight, of them. nine, and ten. That's right, eight, nine, and ten. Um, but there's so much information in the book. Read it from cover to cover. Don't skip out on it. We also have the audiobooks coming out, but that won't be for another month or so. So um, please get a copy of the book and read it. There's also a ton of information on our YouTube channel. Um, what else? Well, and, you know, we talk about certain chapters, but if you're going to get the book and, and especially if you want to, if you're, if you're ready to stop counting days and you really want to, want to change your preference, you really want to try, you really want to move on to freedom, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what everybody wants. Read the whole book, do the whole book, watch the videos. We have the Freedom Model YouTube channel. Um, join our private groups. The Freedom Model group on Facebook is probably is the most active group that we have. 
Um, and yeah, that's that's important. We won't do our piece at the end. We'll just tell, talk about it now. So we have the Freedom Model Group, um, and that closed group is awesome because there's a ton of people that have already read the book. Yep. The other thing is, if you need, um, if you if you're the kind of person like I was that needs a, a person to talk to and and to to help you figure out how to apply the freedom model to your life if you if you struggle to take information in and then apply it in your life if that's just the way something you struggle with you you probably want to do freedom model private instruction we made it very affordable and you can have classes directly with us yeah and so you can get the materials for free and then uh, the classes uh, have a cost but give us a call at 888-424-2626 that's 888-424-2626. And uh, you can talk to Danny Wyke, and he can tell you about our options. We also have our retreat when people's lives are uh, really in turmoil and they're struggling, maybe binging, and they need to break that cycle. They come to our retreat, and we spend anywhere between two and four weeks teaching them the Freedom Model in our residential retreat, which we've been running for 31 years. Um, we've had a total of over... Over 9,500 people come through the retreat, but a total of more than 20,000 people move on from an addiction through our model. So in total, and through our various means, the books, the, the podcast, the YouTube channel, and private instruction, and the retreat. Yeah. And look, we're not saying that, that, you know, that changing a substance use habit, you know, isn't, isn't, isn't difficult for some people. Yeah. We're not yeah, saying right. that that people don't feel out of control. We're not saying any of those things. Um, And we're not saying that it's a bad thing necessarily. If you, you know, I, I know that there was my other life. I don't, I don't count mindlessly count days, but I do know there was a period of time when I, when I drank too much, when I felt out of control. Um, And so that was just like a different lifetime for me. Um, but there is so much more to life than just being abstinent from substances. And there's, there's a way to be free yes. from all of it. Yes. That just, the, the mindlessly counting days is a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. It's a self-limiting trap. You can get completely out of that cycle, get out of the addiction cycle, Get out of the mindlessly counting days cycle. Get out of the meetings cycle. Get out of recovery and move on. Yeah. And and, and be you free. Know, it's so funny because I think I heard this in AA. There was a, I heard this in AA, but like today I think I said it on the phone and I'm like, being in recovery is like having one foot in yesterday and one foot in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they used to use yeah, that? In yeah, AI? and then then you shit all over and today. You shit all over today. <laughs> but it really is like addiction and recovery are the same thing. I know. You're you're tied. You're like you're dragging around your past like this anchor. Like oh this yeah, boat it's, anchor. I call it the ball and chain. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just clip that thing and move on? It just move on. <laughs> it, it's it's much nicer on this side of the fence. I can tell you that. Yeah. But yeah. but it, look at if you're if you're really immersed in the treatment model, maybe you've been to a couple rehabs. Maybe you have a therapist that's deeply uh, entrenched in the twelve step model. Maybe you have an abusive or a controlling sponsor. God oh, knows I've God, experienced yeah. all that that nonsense. Um, then then you really you're gonna have to make some changes. 
you know, if you want to have the freedom, because uh, that's really caustic, damaging uh, scenarios that I just described. Um, and you may need some work to deprogram and get out from under all of that and be free. Yeah. Well, this was a short podcast today, um, but I think we covered that topic. Yeah, it's a, it's a narrow topic, but it's good to stay focused on these things sometimes. Uh, if, if you need detox, um, I went all around the country uh, years ago, about 10 years ago, 11 years ago now, and I went to all these different facilities throughout the country. I flew into towns and checked out all the detoxes for my guests because I get uh, we get guests from all over the world and they need local detox. So on the West Coast, uh, I chose Gallus Detox out of all the facilities I looked at and we still recommend them to this day. They have one place in Denver, one facility in uh, Scottsdale and they are really good at what they do. And it's G as in girl, A-L-L-U-S, gallusdetox.com. And if you have any questions, if you or somebody you love is struggling, you can reach us at 888-424-2626. That's 888-424-2626. You can also uh, go to our website, soberforever.net is our website about the retreat that'll show you pictures of the retreat and um, give you a lot of detailed information about your stay at the retreat Um, or go to thefreedommodel.org which is our hub you can find these podcasts you can find videos um, you can find a lot of great articles as well and information free free resources on there and that's where you can get our books download our books all right everybody take care thank you bye